0: Every single time for the last couple of times I've hopped onto this podcast I begin with the whole apology I'm sorry it's been a minute yada 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 and same thing <laughs> same thing honestly um may allah forgive me and may allah keep us all steadfast um i'm having my own battles and like trying to prioritize and get two things and x y and z but it's, alhamdulillah for everything um allah has willed for it to come this way and inshallah we'll only get to strive and try our best this year just please keep us in your du'as. um i don't want to dilly-dally and and talk about that forever just pretend like i never left here just pretend like alhamdulillah um, so yeah, well, welcome back to another episode of Hadef the Podcast. Um, resuming into it all, I have a lot of, you know, topics that I've planned and that I want to get to, inshallah, ya Yarab, but I can't begin with anything besides what is happening right now. Um, honestly, the topic of Palestine and what is happening in Gaza has just preoccupied everything and... Today, um, it's a talk more for myself. It's over 100 days into since the genocide has started in Gaza. And honestly, today is more what I need to hear. And so I've named it Palestine Gaza, like the talk that we all need, because I'm reminding myself and I'm reminding you of different points, hadiths and ayats to wreak calibrate our mindset and re-establish our focus and you know like find because let's let's be real it's been over a hundred days the momentum and the same energy that you had on the on the first day is not the same energy that we are bringing forth today and that is a bit of a problem because it's not a trend. <laughs> Over 25,000 of our brothers and sisters have passed away. Children are getting mutilated every single day. Children are becoming orphans. Families are burying their loved ones. And we just brought down the energy. Like, well, it's it's not a trend. And it requires us to be steadfast. And the number one fuel for us being steadfast is the energy energy not the energy, is the inspiration that we take from the Qur'an and the Sunnah. And if we don't have those as our fuels, then we're bound to burn out. We're bound to burn out because anything that you strive for that is other than for Allah's sake, through the means that he has given to you, you're not doing anyone anyone a favour besides no one, really. Um, so inshallah, I want to... And honestly, like I wanted to make it super simple, and the reflections I'm gonna get are literally from Instagram posts. Um, Dahlia Ayoub's Instagram posts, and she's someone that you should follow, especially she, you know, decolonizes our minds and give gives us the perspective that we all need, and just some um ayats and hadiths that I've shared as well, and. Honestly, I just want to make it as casual because, as I said, this is the reminder that I need to hear. And I would have gone ahead and done this and read through these and reflected upon these to just myself. Um, and But I thought, why not share? And if I need this message, I'm sure that a gazillion out there need the same message as well. Um, So bismillah. Just the first one is um a thing that she shared, and it's just about, you know, like hope. Like, change your perspective. Um, She said, a man said to one of the righteous, um, the oppression has been going on for a long time now. And then the righteous man replied, then the time for the oppressor is almost up. Then they said, how difficult is this trial? And he said, then how abundant is the reward in return? They said, our hope is diminishing. And he said, then the relief will come soon. They said, how strange are you? Whatever we share with you, you share. It's the opposite. He said, and this is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says. And he is the one that sends down rain even after people have given up all hope and scatters his mercy far and wide. So remain steadfast and hopeful in the relief of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala despite all that you're seeing. We need to remember that every single thing that is happening is all by the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Nothing is happening that it's not written. Like every single leaf falls and Allah knows about it. Allah is all-knowing, he is the all-just, he is the all-merciful, and it's really important, really, really, really important to realign yourself with this, to continue reading the Qur'an, because you see and you hear of these stories that have happened before, and how the people of that time dealt with it, and how they saw Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through it. Like, just just the simple example that comes to my mind is that in Surah Yusuf, after Yusuf has been, alayhi salam, has been abandoned by his brothers has been chucked in a well has been sold for slavery has been chucked into prison unjustly and has gone through so much over 20 years of his life in just back and forth hardship and at the end of it at the very end of it he describes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as al-latif like and Al-Hakim, and, and like he describes Allah wa ta'ala as Al-Latif, which is one of my favorite names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala because it means the most subtle, but the most subtle in the most caring way. And Yusuf alayhi salam reflects upon his whole entire life and he's looking at what has happened to him. All of those hardships that you and I have not even you know thought to face. Maybe we would have um, faced one or two or three, but all of what Yusuf alayhi salam went through and yet he still describes Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as the most subtle and the most caring because he knows every single thing that happened was in the wisdom of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it was the most and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was caring for him in the most subtle of ways and it just it just like we look at the people of Palestine and look at the people of Gaza and it's like how how honestly they have taught us so much not in just terms of our deen and in our iman but how to live in this dunya as well and you look at them and, and you see this strength in them. Like this woman is celebrating that her husband was a shaheed. This this man is saying to the to the children that he buried, like, say salams to the Prophet, um, uh, Amma Khalid, Ruha, Ruh, like the way that he is just there's something else. But the thing is, they gain that iman and that strength from their connection with the Quran and their connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we have access to that same Quran we have access the same way they do to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala but they only have Allah and that's why they their tawakkul and, and everything is so beautiful and so pure but we go to everything and everyone except for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so it's really important to just re, re-shift your focus reshift your focus and honestly like it's just spend 30 minutes of the, on the Qur'an and watch your um reflection and your tadabur increase when you put everything into perspective. Like you can read and connect to these ayahs like like no other. Like the same surahs and the same ayahs that you probably read like six months ago, you, you will read them now again with a whole different light. Like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is, is trying to teach you. It's just we're just heedless and not going to it. And... And some other ayahs which are absolutely beautiful is that um, in Surah Ibrahim where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, do not think that Allah is unaware of what the wrongdoers do. He only delays them until a day when their eyes will stare in horror. You think Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't know what's happening? You think, you think if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala willed, he couldn't just stop it like that, kun fayakun. He could just say be, he can just do anything and, and it's done. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is aware. We are not made for this dunya. We are not made for this dunya. In a hadith, the Prophet ﷺ says that if the dunya meant anything to Allah, like even as, as small as like a, a a mosquito wing, then he wouldn't give the disbelievers anything from it, not even like a sip of water. But this dunya doesn't mean anything to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah's, there's another hadith where the Prophet says that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives the dunya to whoever, to whoever. who we we love, who who he doesn't love, to the disbelievers, to the believers. He he gives the dunya to anyone. It's it's worthless. But he only gives iman to those that he loves. So if you have iman, know that you are a winner. And as we are watching the people of Palestine, they don't have anything of this dunya. But rather, they're going into jannah, they're running into jannah. And they've got that iman, they've got that strong iman, that that we can only hope for. Ya Rab, give us give us that strong iman. Another ayah is in Surah Baqarah where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, How many times has a small force vanquished a mighty army by the will of Allah? And Allah is always with the steadfast patient. Wallahu ma'a sabirin. We're looking at this, you know, like this as I said, this is like conversations with myself. And it's like you're looking at this thing and it's a small population, Gaza, very, very little with barely any equipment. And you see the Zionist state and all of the super countries that are backing them, hatta even the Muslim countries that have abandoned their brothers in Gaza. And you think like, how is that going to happen? How are we going to, you know, how is victory going to come? How is Palestine going to be free? But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is reminding you and me that it's not about the numbers. I mean, look at the Battle of Badr. It was like a ratio of like, if I remember, like one Muslim against three um, kuffar and they had, they, they were prepared for army and the Muslims weren't even prepared for war. And in the end, they won. Was it because of their numbers? Was it because of their equipment? No, it was because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala decided for them to win. Allah is reminding you and I that it's not about the numbers. It's not about the numbers. If it was one child from Gaza against the whole entire world and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala had willed for that child to win and victory to come through that child's hands, it will come. It will come. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is reminding us, stop, stop You know, focusing on the numbers and, and, and all of that. It's, victory is with Allah. Victory is with Allah. And the only way to get that is to make dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and to be steadfast in what you can do and just call upon the king of all kings. Call upon the king of all kings. He is the most powerful. It is from him victory will come, only from him. And another one from Surah Al-Baqarah. Do you think that you will be admitted into paradise without being tested like those before you? They were afflicted with suffering and adversity and were so violently shaken that even the messenger and the believers with them cried out, "When will Allah's help come?" And then Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala says, "Indeed, Allah's help is always near." In in nasrullahi qareeb. It's qareeb, it's close, it's always like inna, inna is like tawqid, it's like definitely, indeed, Allah's help is near, it's always near, and once again, it's like the people of Gaza, like they are embodying and living the the ayats that you and I are reading, and it only gets like up to here, like up to our throats, and subhanallah, when I think of the description of the Prophet sallallahu by Aisha radiallahu anha, where she says that the Prophet was the walking Qur'an. Like, you can see a glimpse of how that can be manifested manifested into a person. And subhanAllah, I'm looking at the people of Palestine. It's like, I'm reading this ayah and I'm like, mm, okay. And then I see them and I'm like, Okay, they know that they can't enter into Jannah without being tested. They know that people before them were being tested. They know that this dunya is for tests. So they're taking that test with that honor and, and having that full trust in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then oh, this one is like, it, it just grounds me and it's where allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says from surah ali imran do not think of those martyred slain in the cause of allah as dead in fact they are with their lord well provided for like they're alive بل they're alive and not only are they with not only are they alive but they're with with allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and they are being provided for SubhanAllah, it reminds me of the hadith where the Prophet ﷺ says that a man will be dipped into Jannah, a man that lived through trials and tribulations and hardships. And I'm paraphrasing here, but a man that went through so much, like think of all the tests in the world and then put it all on that man. And he gets dipped into Jannah. And then he's asked like, did you go through any hardship? He's like, no. <laughs> like one dip into Jannah and you forget about every single hard thing that you went through. And it's like, yeah, Allah, please like grant every single person from Palestine and from Gaza and from the Ummah that's been through any hardship the highest levels of Jannah. Can you just imagine going through every single thing that they're going through or going through what you're going through and just one dip into Jannah and you forget everything? It just makes you realize how temporary this dunya is. And on the same hand, on the other side, a man that had the best life in this dunya, think of every single luxury and think of all the ease and and the best life you can get in this dunya, one dip into jahannam is like, I never experienced a day of happiness, a day of a day of wonderfulness. And it just goes to show this dunya is temporary. This dunya is temporary. This dunya is temporary. This dunya is temporary. One dip into jannah and every single person in Palestine, in Gaza, in the Ummah, you and I, one dip into Jannah, and we are going to forget every single hardship that we went through. Ya Allah, make us amongst them. Ya Allah, make us amongst them. And the final ayah from this thread is in Surah Yasin. Um, it's about where this man, um, who was he was killed by his people for believing in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and calling to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And... Um, After they killed him, he was told by the angels, enter paradise. And he said, if only my people knew of how my Lord has forgiven me and made me of one of the honourable. So this man gets into Jannah, like after his people has killed him. This man enters into Jannah and the first thing that he thinks about, like the, the, the angels say, enter into Jannah. Allah, ya Allah, make us amongst those people that get that, enter into Jannah. This man is is entering into Jannah And the first thing is like I wish my people knew I wish my people knew So it's like the same people that killed him For believing in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala He enters and It's like I wish my people knew How Allah forgive me And how he's made me of of the honourable The honourable This man was a shaheed And he's talking He's saying in Jannah Like Allah has made me of the honourable what, what made him honourable? He died as a shaheed And he entered into Jannah And yeah it's it's honestly just look look this is just a couple of ayats and look at the impact it can have on your heart and your mind and your perspective can you imagine if we reflected with the quran every single day how different would our lives be do you think we can do that like seriously like why can't we reflect upon the quran every single day with with tadabbur and 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 actually take it as as, as a gift from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and the miracle that it is. What if we actually let the miracle do its miracle link? Why are we doing it? Why are we literally, I was going to say what? it's not very appropriate. Why are we blocking ourselves from these blessings and this nama? Like Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says in the Quran that Allah wants ease for you. Allah wants ease for you. Every single practical thing in our deen ha, is for us to better us. And to make us like more content and more happy. Like Allah wants ease for us. And He's sent down this book to you and I. And we're ignoring it. And then we're like, why is my life like this? Why do I feel like this? Like, brother, go read the Quran every single day and watch your life change. Wallahi, watch your life change. Another hadith from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. This is one that I shared. And it's um it's where the Prophet ﷺ says that the martyr does not feel the pain of being killed except as one of you feels the pinch of an insect bite. Subhanallah. We're seeing what is happening and we're seeing the 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 gruesome ways our brothers and sisters are being tortured and are being killed. And the Prophet ﷺ says that when someone dies as a martyr, when someone's a shaheed, they don't feel anything except for a pinch except for a pinch, so I want you to just pinch yourself right there, like let me pinch it a bit harder, pinch yourself, that's all the martyr feels, so as soon as like, here's like a practical thing that you can implement, is as soon as you see like these gory videos, and you begin to lose hope, or you begin to like just be drowned in despair, pinch yourself, and make dua for them Ya Allah, accept them as a shaheed Ya Allah, don't allow them to feel any pain Ya Allah, bring tranquility upon Their the loved ones that are remaining in this dunya And allow them to, to reunite in Jannah Make dua for them As soon as you see something Know that you were meant to see that But 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 you're gonna be asked about what did you do when you saw that? Did you just swipe to the next video and and, and watch this random lady get ready and get ready with her? Or did you swipe after and then it's a recipe or it's a cat video? Like, is it just something in your feed or is it actually gonna make you do something? And so as soon as you see something, remember that the mata only feels a pinch and make dua for them. Like do something straight away. Do something straight away. Go to uh, go to donation or go to du'a. Straight away, straight away, straight away. Like don't become desensitized to it do not become desensitized to it because that's what they want and we can't we can't afford to do that and i think all of us it it's it's been so heavy on our hearts and it's been so tremendously difficult like seeing people get hurt is something and it's heavy but seeing children lose their family members and and have limbs decapitated and just cry it's it's, it's, it's a whole nother thing. Like they're both super hard to deal with and they're both super hard to see. And can you just imagine? We're just on the other side of the world through our mobile phones watching these videos. And we're watching only a filtered few of them. Can you imagine how they are actually feeling? Like a child in Gaza has seen more than any of us will ever see in our lifetimes. And so just the great amount of children that are being murdered is is something else and subhanallah it's i'm just thinking that if we didn't believe in islam and we were looking at all of this how how would we be able to cope because these ayats are these hadiths are honestly they've honestly helped me so much and um there's this one where the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said that last night two people came to me and made me get up and they said to me let's go so i set off with them and he mentioned things that he had seen and then he said so this is prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam um in a dream i think and then the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said that we set off and we came to a verdant garden in which all the colors of spring, and there was a man who was so tall that I could hardly see his head in the sky. Around the man was the largest number of children I had ever seen. Then, among that, the two angels explained to him, and he said, So the Prophet is explaining that he he went into this great garden, and, and there was this large man that he was that tall that his head was in the sky and he couldn't see. And the angels are explaining to him, sallallahu alayhi wasallam, said, as for the tall man who was in the garden, that was Ibrahim, alayhi Salam, And as for the children who were around him, these are all the children who died in the state of fitrah. And one of the Muslims asked the Prophet, wasallam, what about the children of the mushrikeen? And he said, even the children of the mushrikeen. So every single child that has been martyred right now is with Ibrahim, alayhi Salam. And and there was a quote that was saying, "Has anyone been thinking about how busy Ibrahim alayhis must be with all the children he's been receiving?" <sighs> like, doesn't that just, as hard as everything it is, it just brings that. And and every single time you're you're thinking about these or you're reading these, try and put yourself in the perspective of a mother who just lost their child. As hard as it is, look at what they're going. Look at what they're saying. And it reminds me of how the Prophet ﷺ, he himself, he buried his own child. And his child was like, I can't remember, but like around the 18-month mark. And he's he's got his child in his hand and he's burying him and he's crying. and And... and subhanallah like as he's crying with his baby in his hand one of the sahabas like even you ya rasulullah like even you like even you you're crying like i thought you were messenger of allah and the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam replies that the eyes shed tears um but oh no no sorry i'm paraphrasing here but like the man was like even you ya rasulullah and then the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam says like these are tears of like mercy and he says a beautiful statement that the eyes shed tears but and, and the heart grieves for your departure, O Ibrahim. That was the name of his son. Oh, my God, subhanAllah, his name, his son's name is Ibrahim. And Ibrahim, alayhi salam, is the one with all the ch- What? Sorry, I just had that. You know how I said that all the children that died upon their fitrah are with Ibrahim, alayhi salam? And the Prophet, sallallahu alayhi salam, the child that he buried was named Ibrahim. I don't know. To me, that's just like a beautiful connection. And and so the Prophet wa sallam, was like, like these are tears of mercy. Like the eyes shed tears and the heart is like, g- like grieving over your departure, O Ibrahim. But the tongue only says what is pleasing to Allah. And so it's like, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he buried his own child. And as these mothers and fathers in Gaza are losing their loved ones, that's another thing that they can draw inspiration from, from the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And it's just knowing that every single child is with Ibrahim Alaihi salam, every single shaheed is alive with Allah Subh'anaHu Wa taala. It's It brings it into perspective. And... Another hadith. Abu Hassan reported that I said to Abu Huraira, "I have two sons who died. Can you tell me something from the Messenger of Allah (sallallahu alaihi to cheer up our souls after their death?" And then he said, "Yes." The Prophet (sallallahu alaihi said that the young are roaming around in paradise. <laughs> Sorry, but it's like another one. The children are with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The young are in paradise. the The dead are not dead; they're alive we should feel sorry for ourselves honestly and then another one on the day of resurrection people will be raised from their graves and the children will also be raised in the state of childhood and youth in which that they died and they will intercede for their parents and admit them into paradise by Allah's mercy towards them it was narrated by Abu Hassan that um oh that's the one yes the little ones are in paradise And then the hadith continues, when one of them meets their father or his parents, he takes a hold of his garment or his hand. And he says, I am taking them, I'm taking hold of the hem of your garment. And he does not let go until Allah admits him and his father or his parents into paradise. So that's an extension of the previous hadith. And. SubhanAllah, not only are the children in paradise, but they will intercede for their parents on the day of judgment as well. And and they will grab their hands, they will grab their clothes, and they will not let go until they take them into paradise. And the final one um the Messenger of Allah وسلم, said that the, when the child of a servant dies, Allah says to the angels, Have you taken the life of my servant's child? And they say, Yes. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, have you taken the fruit of his heart? And they say, yes. And Allah says, what has my servant said? They said, he has praised you. And he has said to Allah, we belong and to Allah, we return. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, build a house for my servant in paradise and name it the house of praise. Subhanallah, like even that conversation between Allah and the angels, like look at the repetition of these ayats and hadiths just to bring coolness to us and once again Im- I, I can't imagine dealing with all of this and looking at all of this without islam wallahi like i don't know how how people could do it and and the arabic of this is like what did what did they say they um and uh, ja'a yeah so it's like they say alhamdulillah they say alhamdulillah they say inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi raji'un allah wa ni'mal wakil every single time you see a video the next time and you see these parents saying Alhamdulillah, praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after the most difficult thing that could come upon them, know that they are getting a house in Jannah called the House of Praise. And once again, just it just puts it into perspective. Like, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala have mercy in, in all of their souls and find peace in knowing that all of these children are in a better place. All of these shaheeds are in a better place. and. Yes. With knowing this, like, it, it doesn't mean that we want death and it doesn't mean that it's like, oh, they're in a better place. Why should we care now? No, like, we're meant to be khalifas, ambassadors for good and khair on this dunya. And we need to bring upon peace and revival of the ummah just through the Qur'an and sunnah. And and these are just a couple of things that I read out, I've shared, Dalia, um, Ustada Dalia has shared, and it's just, just reflecting upon them on a different light, like actually sitting down with it. Know that every single hadith and Quran and ayah that comes to you, it's it's been meant to come to you. It's like, so what are you going to do about it? How are you going to let it enter into your heart? Because ultimately the decision is yours and the level of impact you allow it to have is 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 in your hands as well. And, yeah, so I just really wanted to reflect upon these ayahs and hadiths and, and remind myself and, and use it to fuel myself to remain steadfast and know that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, مِثْقَالَ يَرَى. Whoever does an atoms 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 worth of good deeds, they will see it. So whether it be sharing, whether it be raising your voice, whether it be getting up and praying to tahajjud, fasting so that the um du'a of the fasting, you know that the du'a of the fasting person is always accepted. So you fast a whole day so that you can make du'a for the people of Palestine. And and if something really matters to you, then it will change. You will wake up for tahajjud and you will make du'a to them. And and just know that whatever, like a smallest atom, smallest, smallest atom of good that you do, you will get rewarded for it. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also says, فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُضِيعُ أَجَرَ الْمُحْسِنِينَ Be patient. Be patient. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't discount the reward of the good doers. Once again, once again, once again, like realign your perspective and your goals. And know that the, the the outcome isn't in your hands nor are you asked about it nor will you be judged about it the only thing that you can do is what you are able to do and what's in your capacity to do and that is what you are going to be asked about there are various ways that you can exert yourself and and the main key thing i really want you guys to take away is to be consistent because the Prophet ﷺ, he gave us this framework. He said that the most beloved deeds to Allah are those that are consistent, even if they are small, because it's those consistent small habits that build up to make an impact. And once again, it's not a trend. We have to be going the same speed and the same momentum for the rest of our lives until we see a free Palestine. And so don't stop donating because... I know especially with like specific organization, your donations are making an impact. Wallahi, I go through the media that we get at MATW every single day, every single day. Like there's videos of of children thanking us for, for flour and for food. And I'm like, are you seriously thanking us for that? But it's like, you can't, you can't, don't discourage your own self and and they are getting blankets they are they are getting flour. they are getting um just today they um i was going through the media and they bought like all of these warm clothes for the orphans and it's like you can make an impact you can make an impact and your donations are making an impact so please continue donating i've got the link in my bio and i'll share it again it's your donations are making an impact you know like our brothers and sisters Right now it's like survival. They need food and water. They don't have clean food and water. And your donations are making an impact. It's it's honestly incredible that you know with the with the restrictions that are upon us, what you know the team has been able to do and how you know thousands and thousands of lives have been impacted through like everyone's generosity. And and you can do so much as well like you can make so much dua dua is the most powerful tool of the believers dua and making uh, praying rakats of you know night prayers for our brothers and sisters in need above everything and and fuel yourself fuel yourself fuel yourself fuel yourself with the quran and and be steadfast with the quran and and another thing that inshallah i want to touch on deeper in a different um episode is is that your Spiritual winds affect the Ummah's winds as well. So the more pious you become, the more successful the Ummah will become. And your sins affect the downfall of the Muslim Ummah as well. We don't live in this individual, me, myself and I bubble. The sins that you commit affect the Ummah directly. And there's a beautiful video by Ali Hamoud, inshallah, I'll share that as well, explaining how this and I've shared it on my pages all, well, and I'll share it again. And I can't articulate it into the words, but just know with certainty that your sins affect the ummah, and your spiritual wins affect the ummah as well. The sins in the bad way, the the hasana and the khid in the good way. I just wanted to clarify that if it wasn't given. So the best thing that you can do right now for Palestine is to stop your sins, and to start doing more good deeds. Increasing your fasting and make dua because you know that the dua of the fasting person is always accepted. So, fast so that you can make dua to our brothers and sisters. Wake up in the last two thirds of the night, pray two rakats, and make dua, make dua, make dua because the most powerful weapon of the believer is dua. And read lots of Quran because from the Quran is where you get your steadfastness to, to, to persevere and to continue you know, doing everything that you can for our brothers and sisters in Gaza and in Palestine and the Ummah at large and continue to donate, continue to share. There is so much you can do, so please do not stop and don't you dare say what's the point and don't you dare, you know, feel like giving up because if anyone had the privilege of giving up is those doctors in those hospitals that have literally buried their family members and operated without anesthesia on their loved ones but they're still continuing. It would be that reporter that buried all of his kids and his family and his loved ones with his his own hands. And in the same day, in the same breath, he put his press jacket on to, sorry, to, 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 to come and to tell me and you what is happening so that we could do something about it. We don't have the luxury to quit. We don't have the luxury to stop. And we have to be steadfast. And another thing, just on the bat of it, sorry, I know I said final thing, but the final thing is like, See how we just reflected upon these couple of ads. I got them off social media. So it's once again like I know side topic, but decolonize your social media with stuff that you don't need to see and that's not benefiting you and follow these pages and follow these um accounts of khair and share these accounts of khair that that can actually do something for the ummah and that will actually, you know, like bring something to our hearts. Because, like, subhanAllah, like, I just got these off social media and I just read them and I reflected upon them. And they encourage us to have this conversation. and They encourage us to go to the Qur'an. See the khid of something? Just always fill your life, not just your social media, with things that can empower you and and, and take you on that right path. And so jazakallahu khairan for um, listening with me and, and, and letting these ayats and hadiths enter our hearts um please keep us in your duas keep our brothers and sisters in palestine in your duas and and share this to benefit someone as well or you know just call up one of your friends and 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 just sit with them and talk talk about this and the Prophet, uh, allah subhanahu wa taala says in the quran remind for indeed reminders benefit the believers we need to remind each other and we need to be of benefit to each other as well and it's not necessarily teach something new it's remind stuff that we already know so I've heard of these hadiths before but now listening to them and reading them with you guys in the light and perspective of what is happening in Gaza it's done something else because I needed that reminder and you needed that reminder and so inshallah these reminders will benefit the believers and that's you and I so continue to make dua for our brothers and sisters in Palestine Ya Rab, like grant them your protection. Grant us a free Palestine. Destroy the oppressors. Destroy all the people that side with the oppressors. Allow for the children in Palestine to grow up in in with with hope and with dignity and and with the strongest amount of faith in man. Accept all of the martyrs as as shaheed um enter them into the highest levels of your Jannah. Ya Allah reunite them with their loved ones. Ya Allah grant sakinah and peace and and only let their Iman increase with what is happening to them and 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 use us for your deen. Ya Allah use us to to allow to bring victory to the Ummah and use us to, to bring forth a, a a Palestine that is free. And and Ya Allah like bring us closer to you through Ibadah and allow us allow us to be our best selves for the sake of the Ummah and 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 to be the best slaves, to be the best slaves to, to help our brothers and sisters in need as much as we can. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdi, ashadu la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilaykh. salamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Inshallah, I'll see you next time.